0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Better outside is frightful.
0: Yeah, the Bears are not playing delightfully. What do you mean, dude? They put up 30 points versus the Packers.
2: 30 points like their their offense still did nothing <laughs> they somehow still scored 30 points honestly that the packers special teams might might haunt them in the playoffs like that is just
1: that's bad their special teams is terrible well i mean it's pretty i mean it's cool that we have the only punt return touchdown in the NFL this year
2: you came grant wasted space a little,
0: right a little mm-hmm. gold nugget for the year Yep, that's about it.
2: See, I wasn't even excited when that, like, when they went up early. You just you knew the inevitable was gonna happen. I mean, I was yeah, I was happy in the moment, but I knew
1: it wasn't gonna last. There was just like, I don't know. Yeah, I should have put my life savings on the Packers money line when they were up by like ten. I was going to say, live betting the Packers there would be like such an easy... I didn't even think of it
2: at the time. I was just like, oh, wow, this is nice. We actually have a lead. I didn't think we'd have a lead all game.
1: Yeah, I was only concerned with us somehow keeping the lead and me losing money on top of the Bears winning, which would just be a weird, like, I don't know, kick in the dick. Catch 22. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there's, what,
2: four weeks left in the season? Vikings twice, Giants once, Seahawks once.
0: Awesome. (laughs) Sounds really exciting. I mean, what do you want? There's four games left. We just got to get through it. The the, way the Vikings, you you could win all four. You could go 4 0. No, they're not. (laughs) Uh, It'd
1: be 8 9. 8 9 on the season. It's probably back into the playoffs somehow. And Matt Nagy (laughs) keeps his job and paces back. What's so funny is is like, they really technically aren't eliminated (laughs) or whatever. And like, there's articles coming out that they're looking at GM and coaching candidates. Like what, like if you're an employee for any company and they're just like posting your job, like imagine answering the phone and being like, you know, you know, company XYZ or whatever. Like, oh yeah, I'm calling about the, uh, you know, the project manager job. Like, uh, wait a minute, I'm the only project manager I see. They, they uh, list, they list Maggie are you as for the, my job. They list Maggie as the direct contact, and you just
2: got freaking.
1: <laughs> Josh, Josh McDaniel is dudes. calling.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Josh yeah. McDaniels
2: is calling. Hey Matt, uh, I heard you're gonna lose your job. <laughs> i heard you're hiring
0: <laughs> what goes hey, into this yeah. day-to-day job what are the
1: expectations of this job uh really there well, are no this, management just this really week has to it's like it's going to be
2: offense defense and special teams naggy is going to get his egotistical wish man he's going to be all over the field we're going to see the matt Nagy defense
0: What? yeah it's going to be like that matt be. Nagy defense shuts down offenses all the time so like you know I mean, Petten's the only one on the
1: on the staff. That well, shit. It'll be Philippe, John Filippo as OC, right, and and Petten as DC. I mean, it's really they have a big enough coaching staff that is that has experience doing these things. Not that De Filippo true. is going to be, you know, he's not going to be complete. calling plays. God forbid. Oh, Matt Nagy's fucking balls just grew ten times. Yeah, get him get him back on track. And see, the weird thing about this week though is. The Bears could, I you know, the past few
2: weeks, I was like, all right, they're not going to win. The Vikings always find a way to F up, especially on primetime. Like, they're really good. But they, what did they give up, 24 Dude, points to the Steelers in the fourth that's, quarter last week? That Steelers game
1: like, was so good. That was so good. I was like, oh, please collapse, complete collapse. I just want to see Vikings fans weeping miserably because, like, it was so funny because – I can't. Rem- I can't remember if I did bet on that game. I think I bet. I think I had the Steelers minus three, and you know because Kirk Cousins on Monday night is just a shit show. But uh, I mean? they the there was a guy that you know that I follow on Twitter that it was like, oh yeah, Vikings pl- Vikings plus three or whatever, Vikings minus three or whatever, and then at halftime he was like, oh easy cash, blowout win, and I'm all, uh, bro, I'll <laughs> do that. And, and then, like that. they they threw that last touch the touchdown before they got the ball back or whatever, and he's like, "Vikings, really? Come on, bro." I'm like, "Well, <laughs> like this is kind of what you get for fucking opening your mouth and saying early catch. And never call the bets until they're done. That's what I've learned." So-
2: Chris, I think the positive
1: news for the Bears
2: and pretty much the only news to look forward to if you're a Bears fan is there's been a few nuggets of information dropped recently that are kind of big for the organization. We've heard this week that Ted Phillips might be thinking about resigning from his president's role. If
0: there
2: there has been one constant with all the Bears' troubles, it's Ted Phillips and the McCaskey family owning the team. So Phillips stepping down out of that president's role is actually a huge step for the Bears if it will happen considering he's not a football mind that's the first thing the second thing the bears are there's rumors dropping that they're looking at gm candidates but don't know what they're doing with ryan pace and then obviously the third is the slow leak of head coach because Matt Nagy's dead man walking so two of the three possibly might be out one of the three is definite um i mean how do you guys feel about wholesale organizational change if the Bears are going a new president, GM, and coach. How do you guys feel on those fronts?
0: It'd be a good start. Yeah, it'd be a good start for uh, getting a guy like me who's been apathetic for the last two years, year and a half, two years uh, of saying, you know, restarting, some, restarting <clears throat> some juice, you know. Ted Phillips, like you said, has been right at the center of the Bears pretty much my whole life. Uh, so that that's that's really been an easy figure to point to outside of the McCaskeys to say you know what you I mean you're not you're not obviously going to get rid of the McCaskeys uh, as much as that would be a pipe dream but Ted Phillips resigning I think would be a great thing for this organization I think would be an awesome thing for the organization now now about Ryan Pace you know. We've talked about it many times on this podcast how he's hit, hit on those late round hires and he's been able to find some guys, but he's also made many, many blunders uh, in, in deciding how to disperse the money. So maybe a new role for him would be, be, be ideal. Uh, You you never really know what you're going to do with with the GM position, Uh, but it is, it's, it's vital, Uh, but you know, get rid of Matt Nagy. I'm happy with that. So you get rid of two of the three, Ted Phillips, Matt Nagy. I don't really know what you do with with, with Ryan Pace yet. Uh, I I guess you can talk me into keeping him as GM, uh, depending on what, what you're selling. Uh, but you could also talk me into getting rid of him, uh, again, depending on what you're selling, because he's got enough blunders that I could make a, uh, you can make a good, good enough argument uh, moving him on as well.
2: Well, Here's, I the, think here's the other thing to also focus on, um, Chris, and I'll, I'll kick this right over to you, but I also just wanted to mention the Bears hit co- with the new rule in the NFL. You can, you can start interviewing coaches in week 16 and 17 uh, or 17 and 18 of the NFL season. So the Bears could start interviewing coaches in two weeks and requesting interviews so long as they say Matt Nagy. They don't even have to fire him on the spot. They could just say he's not coming back next year. Now, my point to this is that Ryan Pace plays a part in this because if Ryan Pace isn't part of their plans, it doesn't make sense for him to be interviewing candidates. Um, Chris, I'm going to let you take this away and just whatever you were
1: going to say, factor that into it as well. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense with the in limbo of Ryan Pace's career in Chicago, whether or not you want to continue with him in some facet or another. And it, at this point, it really doesn't matter what 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 role he's going to play. If you're getting rid of him altogether and you're going to do a complete sweep, Ted Phillips is gone, you know, bring in a, a Rick Smith and a, and a new GM and a, you know, completely overhaul the entire organization from a football standpoint. Then, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't even make sense to hop, to let Pace go right now. Then it doesn't make sense to let Nagy go right now. I mean, it does, but whatever. Um, I. It's it's interesting, like, if you're going to let Ryan Pace go and you wanted to bring in, like, a Rick Smith who's not even in football right now, he's, he's off doing samurai sword classes or something like that, then you could... Why couldn't you do that immediately, I guess is my question. Um, but then, if you did want to keep Ryan Pace around as the president of football operations with the assumption that uh, Ted Phillips resigns or... Becomes an accountant or whatever to some degree with the Bears because he's made them a lot of money. So I don't think the McCaskeys technically want to let him go. Uh, maybe him and Pace lead the whole Arlington Heights charge. I don't have a sense of what they want to do or how they want to roll that. Uh, you could also, you know, make a very strong case to uh, assuming Phillips moves to a different type of role, a business management role. Uh, you know, Pace becomes a president of football operations. And then you promote Champ Kelly to GM. Uh, That's also something that I would consider. I like Champ Kelly. I think he's a great uh, talent evaluator. So lots of moving pieces. Um, But yeah, Lucas, you bring up a great point with the, kind of domino effect that it's going to create when they make a decision it's basically going to be january 9th or whatever the end of the season is black monday when they make these decisions and we'll probably see another collaboration uh press conference and and have ted and and george sitting at desks talking about how disappointed they are and how pissed off virginia is none of us give a flying fuck if you're if we're being honest we just want to see a winner in Chicago
2: yeah so I guess that um you know that kind of leads into my next question for Joe if the Bears do miss out on this two-week window of interviews I mean how much do you think that affects their head coaching search or do you think not at all like if you're you know if you're the flagship one of the flagship franchises in the NFL the Chicago Bears even though they've been terrible lately I mean if a coach wants a chance to coach there i'm sure he will wait till after the season to interview with you as opposed to just saying oh yeah i want to go coach in jacksonville or or wherever i mean how do you do you think that really affects it joe them missing out on the two-week window if they don't take advantage of it
0: well i think you're really evaluating uh, from a coaching standpoint if you're if you're one of those candidates if you're uh, Josh McDaniels. If you're uh Jim Harbaugh, if you're somebody who's in that mix of maybe m- maybe going to get a coaching uh, look th- this year, you're basically deciding: Do I like Trevor Lawrence or do I like Justin Fields? And if I like them equally enough, then you pit the organizations against each other. Uh, I-, I I think that uh really those two guys are going to dictate. Uh, the coaching search and if you're if you're if your coach who says you know I like Justin Fields a lot better you're probably gonna wait for that job you know in Jacksonville you know Jacksonville coming open uh, this past week and we can get into that if you want to but uh, you know what are the other jobs that you're competing against uh, you're, you're competing probably against Las Vegas yeah exactly Vegas with their interim coach uh, you know right now we're still with four weeks left of left to be seen it's pretty much us. Uh, yeah yeah maybe
2: maybe. I think they'll keep Joe Judge I think Joe Judge is hanging on for another year there
0: so you're not going to be competing with a whole lot of names and so really in my opinion it becomes uh, do you like Trevor Lawrence or do you like Justin Fields as a coaching candidate and do you
1: think it's it's that simple though like I mean the rest of the roster go ahead I was going to say,
2: let me ask you this. I mean, compared comparatively speaking, Jacksonville and Chicago, I think it's more than the quarterback, you know, off of Joe's point. I think, you know, Chicago, you're you're going to – it's really – you're going to a city that's going to have a lot higher pressure and a city who cares about its football team a hell of a lot more than Jacksonville. So Sure. It could be a good thing for some guys or a bad thing for other guys. I mean, can you take the pressure? But the other thing you have to look at is ownership too. I mean, the McCaskies, I would say, are very, very patient owners in the grand scheme of things. Nagy got four years here, and we knew after last year he was dead. Ryan Pace is on year seven here and has had one I mean, or two Fox, winning
0: seasons. And yeah, Fox. I, got I, I just think a while. So did tresman I,
2: I think uh, you know, I, I think the ownership plays a part in it as well, just as much as the quarterbacks. I mean, in my eyes, I think Lawrence and Fields are, are kind of neck and neck. But I mean, Chris, how how do you feel about that? Do you think the Bears have the most desirable opening out of probably? The teams that are be hiring. It could be outside of Las Vegas, Jacksonville, and the Bears too. I'm just assuming those three will be the three main jobs.
1: Being objective about it, I think I would probably rank it, you know, if you're looking at overall job plus, the Jacksonville Jaguars plus also roster. have first
2: round pick and a lot of cap space too, if that helps right. with the decision. I mean, so the Raiders.
1: The Raiders have 55 million to spend in Derek Carr. So, right and do I mean, do you like Derek Carr? Uh, they don't really have a great roster outside of of Carr and and Mayock's still there. So it's not like you're he's gonna. I mean, he's still going to have roster control. Um, but Vegas is an appealing job. I mean, that's you're you know you're talking about sellouts every game. Um, pretty appealing. I, location um you have the whole tax thing in jacksonville and las vegas i think which i don't really think that you're fucking making millions of dollars does it really matter how many how much you get taxed who cares um but chicago like you said has the pedigree uh the flagship franchise they have justin fields in place i think they have a better overall roster right now the problem becomes two three years down the road when you really probably have a real chance with fields being as talent as hitting his peak talent uh is what is this roster going to look like you know mac will probably be gone um you know obviously you know your jimmy grams um i don't know there's a lot of older veterans on this team akeem hicks will be gone uh danny teal be gone obviously ogletree's a, a, a miniature part of this year and he'll be gone um okay. the offensive line looks good with two young tackles uh you have at least one good guard uh cody Whitehair is interesting this year he hasn't been as good as he's been in years past probably need to figure center out whether or not that's moving some pieces around or or whatever but um you you have Darnell Moody, you have Cole Komet you don't have a whole lot of weapons um so Chicago's attractive with fields they have they have a better roster right now if you're looking for like a, a quick turnaround ah man I, I mean i I would like to think the Bears job is the most appealing um but it might be the Vegas job but again, with Mayock, I don't know, man. Mayock might be a shit show. He's made some weird draft picks.
2: Yeah, so. it's it's definitely an interesting argument, and my only rebuttal to that would be you kind of know what you have in Derek Carr. Like you know, you're inheriting a pretty good QB. With right. Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, you are possibly inheriting a the you know the next generation of great QBs up there with Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes and that's what you hope these guys can turn into and and that's how you're going to win a super bowl overall so even though you're losing a ton of guys like Mack and Hicks and a lot of defenders and and everyone whatever if you get the quarterback right it's going to cover up a lot of problems and and you're going to need a lot less to win um so that's i think that kind of gives chicago a little boost there as well uh, for me personally i think the bears job is probably the most attractive out of the three and I think the fact that they have so many free agents this year is interesting because if you're rebooting this thing, you know, you're going to have a say in roster construction, whether you have roster control or not. You're going to have a say in, hey, these are the guys I want to run my offense, and you won't have to wait for it. You can do it right now. So interesting. Um, I don't know. Yeah, for me, I, w- I would probably go, I would probably put the Raiders last, to be honest with you. Um, I-, I think someone will be in- more intrigued by Trevor Lawrence than than coaching Derek Carr. but. Joe, how do you feel about this?
0: Yeah, I, I, ooh, I think I'm with you, Luke. I think I think, uh, may it might just be my bias, but I, but I think that when you look at the rosters and you look at the ownership and you look at kind of, I think you make a great point. But you've talked about it all year about how many free agents this team is about to have, and yes, Ryan Pace has created a little bit of. Uh, a cap issue with the Bears uh, that can be kind of waded through and worked through uh, a- a- as you go through, but you do you're going to have roster flexibility. You know, there's no first round pick. You, the Giants have that actually, so uh, I think I'm with you. I think I'm going to go with the Bears, the the, the Bears, the, then the Jags, and then and then the Raiders. Uh, just really a lot to do with the quarterback situation. I think that Fields has shown that he's the kind of guy that can. Kind of erase some of the sins of a uh, 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 poor personnel here and there, uh, and he's a guy you can win with. So uh, if, if, you, if you're looking to make you break into coaching uh, b- b- as a head coach, I think the Bears present a, a great chance to uh, to step in and win. The, the question to me, Luke, and maybe you can help me with this is: Do are the Bears going to go in a direction where? We, you know, we narrow our list to we. All, we have to have a, co- a head coach with head coaching experience, or, or, or are we going to be open to a guy that's, you know, been a coordinator or not quite, you know, doesn't have co- head coaching experience?
2: That's me a good personally, question, Joe. Going, yeah, I think they're going after someone with head coaching experience. Sorry to cut you off there, Chris. I'll, I'll let you go.
0: No, that's no, that's I. I just that's all I had really. Um But the wait, wait. I mean you look at McDaniels and I think that he makes a pretty interesting can- candidate because he does have that experience but he also has long time experience underneath Belichick and long time experience as a coordinator and you, you've seen them run versatile systems in the past and be, be able to be able to change things up week to week I really I really like that but you also, you know, Denver didn't really go great all, all the time. And then obviously kind of non-committal on the Colts thing. Uh, so like, those are a uh, little scary things. And then like, how much, how much is a Belichick? How much is a McDaniels? So like him as a guy with head coaching experience, you know, that, 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 that's a plus, but, but there's also a lot of negatives in his camp in my opinion. So like, it's going to be interesting to to, to, to to me to see what the bears decide to do with the head coach I, I think that's gonna be this obviously the story of these of the of the off season not just for the bears but 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 probably for the whole damn nfl yeah it's i mean we've we've heard how many coaches and coordinators tied
2: to the bears at this point it, it's been i mean it's been at least i we could talk about at least 20 people who the bears could possibly hire and they would all make sense in their own way so um but I, without going into the coaching candidates too much, just because, like I said, there's endless possibilities, endless arguments, sure. and Chris and I are actually doing a segment on Twitter about, um, you know, who the Bears might hire, and we're doing a little spotlight, you know, each day or every other day on, on some. I brought, up d- I brought up so. McDaniel's because
0: of your spotlight. That that's why. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, we and, can and definitely Chris touched talk on Hackett the, the other days. I mean,
1: I, I, we can t- definitely I talk about the two guys, candidates we brought up if you want. Um, I'd love to touch for on you sure. know I'm I, trying to be more um, open-minded about it, but, I mean, I've voiced my concerns. We, Go ahead. Go ahead, Lucas. We, step we over can help
2: No, 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 you're good. My <laughs> my screen is all laggy, so I can't even see when you talk. Your head is just, like, frozen, and then I hear you talking like, "Oh shit. <laughs> but uh, I was going to ask, do you guys think uh, – I mean, realistically, do you think Sean Payton is actually an option for the Bears? We've heard his name floated out there. He went to Northern Illinois where Ryan Pace went. I think the Bears might keep Ryan Pace in place to possibly lure Sean Payton here, and it's been rumored he wanted out of New Orleans since Drew Brees left. This would be a trade, so the Bears would have to give up probably, in my opinion, multiple first-round picks to get him here. Do you guys think it's remotely possible?
0: you muted, Chris. Go ahead and re... There you go. Yeah! Dang it! Uh, <laughs> I think that's a really, really poor
1: business decision. Uh, Me too. I mean, if do you, you, you want to talk... Or do you think it's all just... Do you think it's just chatter at this point that won't happen? I think literally anything is possible. Literally anything right now. I mean, like George McCaskey, for all the dumb he, you know, gets accredited with... I. I I really don't think that they are like completely lackluster about wanting to win in the NFL. I think he wants to. I just think he doesn't have a fucking clue. I just think he doesn't know what to do, doesn't know how. Doesn't like isn't isn't uh honestly like people have like I think Adam Hogue and and Adam Johns brought up, you know, why don't you go to like some other you know, matriarch franchises and say, say, like, what are we doing wrong? You know, and I don't think I think it takes a pretty strong person to do that kind of thing. When others have said, oh, you're 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 going to appear weak to your competition. If you do that, I think it's the opposite. I think it takes a pretty confident, you know, strong person to go to a competitor and be like, hey, man, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, win and and hopefully, you know, we can both, you know, win at, at, at this level. Uh, organizationally, I, we're just making the wrong decisions. The best decision they ever made was when they hired a team to go out and find a, a GM and coach, and that was when they brought in. God damn it, I was I can't even remember his damn name now. Whoever hired Levy Smith, um, Jerry Angelo, Angelo. Uh, Jerry Angelo was found by like an executive search committee, and honestly, I thought Jerry Angelo was great for a while. I mean, he, he, he was. started to fall off towards the end there, but. Um, he brought in a lot of talented people. Uh, he couldn't get quarterback, right? They couldn't get OC right for shit. Um, but like, I, I literally think anything is possible at this point. But I think I do, I also don't think keeping pace around makes any damn difference to Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton was either there before pace was in New Orleans or he was well above where Ryan pace escalated to in the new Orleans landscape uh, while they were both there i think bringing ryan pace in almost like diminishes pace's role it almost gives peyton more power in my opinion i mean i don't well, see and, how ryan pace well, attracts it, it could be part of it other than having well, the working it's, relationship it's also it's also just the fact that you
2: know it's like uh any kind of you know recruiting or you know marketing yourself like they're both NIU grads. They're both going to you know, bond talk over that, whatever. Alumni, they're going to, you know. I, I just think it does play, you know, even though it might be minimal, I think it does play a part in it. Um, but I don't know. I don't think it's actually realistic that it would happen. I don't think he's leaving New Orleans as much as I would love Sean Payton. Um, I just – I, the reason I ask is I just want to know, do you guys think it's possible? For me, it's it, – it's, I give it less than a 5%
1: chance of happening. No, I think it's possible. I just don't see it happening.
0: One name I'd yeah. like for you guys to put on your list, uh, on your breakdowns, is Ryan Day. I know that that's that been kind of like bandied about as a rumor. He's coming up. And I, it, 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 you know – you wonder, would you, would he leave a place like Ohio state? Would he leave a, a place where a program is, you know, really, really well established, uh, or, 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 uh, or would he come to the bears? The coaches, man, Justin Fields? So I think he presents a really interesting name. I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys do, uh, on him and on the Twitter, on the Twitter sphere in the future. What do y'all say about this Vikings game? Vikings, a six point road favorite. How many guys do we have that are going to be out? <laughs> Hold on, I'm for, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll if I got ahead of us. Our...
2: Yeah, no, no. We can we can dive into that in a second. I know Chris did want to talk about his man that he covered first, Nathaniel Hackett. I think. Oh, uh, sorry. This is actually Go a good topic. It. I think it's really interesting. Um, it's a name that nobody's talking about, but uh, I think he brings a lot of value. Would bring a lot of value to the Bears. And uh, you're poaching him from the Packers, which I think is a much bigger deal than people might want to think. And you're bringing a guy from a winning culture. That is a winning culture. And you're bringing him right in your organization. That is big time. Chris, that is your guy. Let's just talk on him a little bit. See if you can convince Joe and our audience to uh, maybe want to bring Hackett in. I mean, this is
1: literally a guy I I've maybe heard mentioned.
0: Can we wash the cheese times. head off of him?
1: Absolutely. I mean, he's been in a lot of situations and he's worked for a lot of people. So he has that background of, you know, NFL pedigree. His dad was a coach under Bill Walsh. His dad was also a coach under John Gruden in Tampa Bay. So you have, you know, lots of different uh, education throughout Nathaniel Hackett's coaching career. Uh, He's also been under Doug Marone. Uh, but under Gus Bradley. Uh, so he has like some of that defensive mindset as well, uh, was a everything coordinator at Syracuse. He did tight ends, co- uh, tight ends, quarterbacks and OC all in one year uh, switched up the system. Like the, the month before they started a season one year to uh, maximize what he was going to get out of his talent. They switched to a no huddle uptempo offense and, um, And I think he, he really understands how to utilize the talent around him. And when he was the OC in Buffalo, uh, the first year he was there, they just leaned on a running game with uh, CJ Spiller and Fred Jackson led the league or was top three in the league in rushing attempts and rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. Uh, His second year there uh, he had, I think it was Kyle Orton actually. So that's kind of a funny little tie in. Um, And they did better in passing. They weren't great, but they were okay. He then went on to be the OC in Jacksonville. Uh, His first year there, I think, was 2016. Weren't fantastic. 2017, they were great. Uh, Top five in offense. Top five in scoring. Had Blake Bortles as his quarterback. Had Leonard Fournette as his running back. Leaned on both of those guys. Uh, to lead them all the way to the AFC championship game. So I think he knows how to – this this is why he's my number one guy is because I want somebody who can take the talent they have in front of them and maximize that uh, – that those talents, you know, whether it's speed or whether it's, you know, a big-body tight end like Cole Komet. Um, you know, being able to take whatever – or gm gives you or whatever guy off the street you can grab and say hey you know if we add this dude in you know i can you know utilize his talents and and score more points plain and simple that's why i love nathaniel hackett plus like you said he's coached in green bay now for i think three years uh 19 2021 20, um and he's been under matt lafleur who honestly like matt lafleur is a good coach. I mean. Aaron Rodgers didn't like it at first, but then once he bought into the system, realized that they could run that you know West Coast with deep shots tied in, which I think works. They also run a stretch zone a lot, which, as everybody who listens to this podcast knows, I'm a huge fan of, Uh, and I think that just works to Fields' strengths. So you kind of already, you know, I mean, you basically think of Fields running the Packers' offense and. You could easily see how he could fit right into that Aaron Rodgers mold. Um, so I love I love Nathaniel Hackett. I think he'd be a great addition as a coach here in Chicago.
0: Krogman, you might, but maybe you might want to mark this on the uh, on the podcast because I'm not going to compliment the team up north very much. But I will say, over the last couple of years, you do see them utilize their offensive weapons and put them in positions to succeed, and not ask them to do things that they're not, you know, that are not in their skill set. Uh, and, and so you see him utilize the different running backs, Aaron Jones, and recently AJ Dillon, and, and you see him have, you obviously use Devontae Adams because he's a great player. But but you use the other Wide receivers as well, so and, and so the scheme just really, really complements complements the skill sets, uh, and I, I and I thought that that's what we were getting in uh, in twenty eighteen with Matt Nagy, and, and obviously that didn't really turn out to be the case, uh, and that's why we're where we're at at the moment. I, I really love. Uh, that that that, that highlights that's a huge gold star uh for the nathaniel hackett uh you know choice as a head coaching option so I, I appreciate you uh point getting that guy out there and pointing him out and finding him for, for, uh, for the weeman monsters podcast yeah man he's
1: uh he's he's uh he's a good coach he's gonna get his shot soon and it'd be great if it was here if not it'll be it'll be fun to watch him he's also uh He's, he seems like a really fun guy. There was a, a, po- or a guy, an article yeah. that uh, that I tied the tied to the post uh, written, I think by, I think it was in the Washington Post or something or like, Washington's whatever. Yep. Anyway, um, and it was just talking about how he, you know, is very energetic. You know, gets his guys to buy in. Um, uses you know dorky Star Wars references, and he'll you know sit he was a backup dancer at one point he was uh he was going to be a doctor i believe went to medical school and then decided to switch it up and be go into coaching so he's a he's an intelligent person as well still fairly young uh, i think he's just you know he 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 his dad i think coached under marty schottenheimer at one point and so he's been yelled at by the craziest of crazies, and and Marty Schottenheimer. For every shitty thing he was, was a good offensive mind. I mean, those those Chargers offenses in the in the Ladainian Tomlinson era were were fantastic. And uh, you know, it's not hard to make Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams look good, but they sure look good against us. I mean, good God!
0: Hey, can you add while we're at it, Nick Saban to your list? No, I. <laughs> I'm just. Come on, come on, I got. It.
2: <clears throat> Before before we dive into this Vikings game, you know, I like Chris said, the he wants to hear more about McDaniels. I for me personally, I think I, I can't get over the feeling that I feel like the Bears are gonna hire this man. I don't haven't decided yet whether I fully like it or not. The more I read, I'm like, okay, I could get on board with it, but then I all right. The big thing about McDaniels. He's 45. He's been coaching for 20 years. So he's been in the league since he's been 25. Pat's OC. Obviously he's had Brady, but he didn't have Brady at the beginning of his career. So you can't really give him credit for that. But you look at some of the quarterbacks under his watch, you know, he got the year Brady tore his ACL. He got almost 3,700 yards out of Matt Castle, Matt Castle. Okay. He signs a huge contract with the chiefs and kind of flames out of the NFL. Uh, you go to his Denver stint, Kyle Orton. Kyle Orton threw for I think 3,900 yards that year. So even though Denver wasn't great, ton of production out of his QB. I think I, for me, wasn't it's just he the
0: wildcard win? The Tim Tebow wildcard win? Uh, he might have been. I'm, I'm pretty a, I'm sure he was. I'm pretty sure. I mean, he, he had Tim Tebow's trash can mechanics all the way to the. Wild. I'm pretty sure he drafted that mother bleeper uh 20 whatever if 20 something in the first round Uh well he, he
2: he was the one that actually facilitated the jay cutler trade to the bears he didn't like cutler and he made Orton a word start in qb uh that season but um yeah he got 3900 out of him then he goes back to new england and you know he made jimmy g he got multiple picks for jimmy g and made him a starter um and then he goes to san francisco and he's all right i mean made Jacoby Brissett look good and now he has his, his success with Mac Jones. So he's had success with, you know, five at least four of the five mediocre QBs and made them look more than serviceable. Mac Jones to be determined, but he's been getting a lot out of what he's given to work with. Um Belichick, it sounds like this yeah. year giving him four into of the offense and he kind of leans on his run game and his his run scheme is great. I mean if you are getting Josh McDaniels and you have Montgomery and Herbert that's i love the idea of that power run game with those two. Oh yes and then you mix in some he just makes the game easier for his QBs. he doesn't put them in situations where they where they always have to play hero ball and it's it's kind of good for them um for me it's the biggest thing about him is just can he control his ego in denver his ego was so out of control he wanted full control of his roster you know he made enemies with some of his players, and he was out quickly within two years. And then, obviously, 2018, he has the or the whole Colts debacle. So, I don't know. If you really think he's changed from those and he can be a mature coach, I think he would be a fantastic hire. But if he doesn't, he would be another typical Bears coach that flings out in a few years just because. So, still yet to be determined. He's got the experience. He's interviewed in 2018 and supposedly went really well. I don't know. For me, I just think he's really high on the Bears' radar because he checks a lot of their boxes. Experience. He's still fairly young at forty-five. He's had all the success with QBs.
1: I mean, multiple Super Bowl. Yeah, tell Bowl us winner. about those those Rams days. I, his his one year with the Rams, he was god awful. They were terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that was
2: that was definitely bad. I I would say there has been more bad than more good than bad in his career overall, though. I think. Like I said, if you're if you're getting Kyle Orton to throw for almost 4,000 yards and Matt Cassel to throw for 3,700, you're doing something pretty well. I think his system is his system overall is great. It's for me, it's a matter of I have no questions about his coaching ability. It's all about his ego and his ability as a head coach and a leader. I, I don't yeah. Know. I mean, can he be,
1: be can? He wants to be a Belichick, right? He wants to have full control like he did in Denver and, and, and push all the buttons. And that's my biggest, that's one of my biggest issues is I don't think he's that person. I think he is a great coach, a great offensive coach. Then it comes down to, can he build a staff? You know, can he bring in guys that are going to be good offensive coordinators, good position coaches, good defensive coordinators, um, You know can he work with whatever gm is going to be the next gm and that's that's the other thing is like if ryan i mean a lot of these things are going to come down to what happens with ryan pace if he's not going to be the gm you know and if he was the one to interview mcdaniels in 2018 which i mean if that went well and then then obviously there's still a possibility that this this could happen with the bears I, I did read an article that gave me more, like a softer spot for Josh McDaniels. But right now, as a you know, living here in Denver and and watching what unfolded here, um, man, I mean, I kind of get the Cutler thing. You know, looking back on it, uh, he was super talented, but they obviously butted heads, or he saw Cutler's ego, or lackadaisical attitude as a problem and to get two first rounders for him, but then to turn around and blow it on a Tim Tebow is just really stupid. So, uh, like I couldn't give him roster control if he came here and then, and then can he do that? Can he be that person after that? I honestly don't think he has any intentions of leaving new England. I think he wants to secede, um, succeed bell belichick uh belichick 70 years old or close he could want to retire uh lucas i think you mentioned that belichick's like 36 wins from the all-time uh winning his coach in history but i mean he's got the most Super Bowls. i mean what does it really matter do you think he really wants to keep going for for what oh, yeah. and then um okay i think he's petty man i just think he's i think
2: it, it, belichick is such a weird dude i think he it's I think he will do anything he can to one up Brady and be like, Yes, I am the all time winningest coach and he wants to win a Super Bowl without Brady. I dude, I really wouldn't be in my opinion, I think Belichick coaches for at least another four, maybe five years. He ain't sets the record with Matt and
0: Jones.
2: I, I think the Patriots are one of the best teams in the AFC this year. That defense is rolling baby.
0: I don't hmm. know. Like I just feel
2: like he's gonna be there. Rolling baby people this think. guy. No, dude. I just think they're good. I, I, we talked we, we talked at the beginning of the season. I, uh, I told, told you that obviously you placed your wager on them,
1: on them winning the AFC East, right, Chris? What does that have to do with like being a Patriots fan, like you are, man? It's just because he that's lives just, up there. He's got his nothing, money. Dude.
2: Nothing. It just, just has to do with I, money, I, I dude. Just, I just like money. Nothing. It's. Because it's going against the like green. everyone's like, "Oh yeah, the Bills the are shooing when they East," and the, and then the pa- then the Patriots come out here and are just I don't know, man. They're just playing super well and shocking the world again. With,
1: well, that's with, because everybody uh, thinks TV that Brian Dayball pages. is is Jesus. You're so far behind, Lucas. I you're interrupting well, I, everyone.
2: I, yeah, I'm I, I'm lagging lagging and a half here. That's why I had to meet my uh, meet my screen there. Regardless, I for me, I think whether I whether we like it or not, I feel like McDaniel's will be the Bears' next coach. And that's just that's where I'm at.
1: All right, so mark it down: twelve, seventeen, twenty-one. Lucas has called the next coach of the Bears. If he's right, it's a good early call. If he's wrong, I'm sure we'll have six or seven more guesses from Lucas before uh, January ninth. <laughs> I
2: just want it to be over, man. The
1: anticipation is killing me.
2: I did too. that's dude. why I wanted to it's go ahead and fire. Long.
0: Just go ahead and fire Matt Nagy. Like, get his motherfucking ass out of the building. Take away his kid. Like code. we said, though, it,
2: it doesn't matter. It does, does it really matter, though. If They have to make a decision on pace first. they definitely the have to say, yes, he's back. No, he's not.
1: Before yeah, Before no, that can go on. There's no reason they can't you know, have like Phillips can Phillips can say, I'm going to retire at the end of the year. So start making, you know, plans. Then they can say, okay, They're Ryan just... Pace is going to be the, the president of football operations. Then they can say, okay, we're going to promote champ Bailey from within, or we're go- champ Kelly, champ Bailey shit. Uh, Where then cool. they can, you know, they can, right. They just bring in cornerbacks from Denver. Why not? Uh, and then they can, then they can fire Nagy and and start this this process of interviewing people. Because I think that's kind of part of the problem from 2018 is that they rushed to decision and maybe Nagy got the sense that McDaniels <laughs> really didn't want to leave new England. And that's why he didn't go with him. And he went with Nagy and it was the, and like, you know, how pace is pace falls in love with somebody's character. And Matt Nagy a good dude. I mean, He's a he's a he's a decent person. He fell in love with Mitch in that fucking 86 Corolla.
0: I heard I heard he kicked somebody in practice last week though. Uh <laughs> I
1: heard he let some I heard he let some co-ed back her ass up into his uh, into his junk at a bar. Oh, I, I also heard that. he let some, you know, like assistant coach smoke a bong on his boat while he was talking about uh <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do if I was a Big 10 kid. championship. Nope. Oh, wait. Is it we're still talking about Matt Neggy? No, nope. nope. Matt Neggy. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Who was the announcer that kept saying that? Nagy. Was, who kept who saying that? It, it who,
2: was, uh, was it I? Was it I and Eagle? Matt Neggy. I don't
1: know, Nagy. <laughs> was hey. it was Neggy or Neggy. You see, he was really about that Neggy life. All right, before this is seriously the last thing before we dive into this Vikings game,
2: what is Matt Nagy's next move? Is he an OC Does he know? See somewhere else? Does he, he coach his son's high school football team?
0: He's gonna follow the Mark Trussman path and go back to go to Canada.
1: They won't allow him in there. Oh, God. How do you think Nagy would do in college? Bad. You think so?
2: Bad. I think, I think he would be he would. I think he'd be a good college
1: coach. I think he would as well. I think he needs to I, he obviously needs to get knocked off his fucking high horse. But like if you can't learn how to adapt, you're dead. is adapt or die. I mean, that's the world we live in and you want to still be a stubborn prick and fucking force feed your offense into, into the talent around you. You just can't do it that way. Like you have to be somewhat malleable in some way, shape or form. You want to keep your core values. I understand that You, you, you dialed up some great routes, but like, fuck man. I haven't seen a drag route that like fields completed in that Detroit game since. Like where the fuck were those routes? There now, there's just a bunch of stick routes and stop routes and post ups and bullshit. And I hate it. I hate this offense. It's 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 god awful. So uh, Lucas, let's, let's talk about something else.
2: Yeah, the Vikings. Uh, the defense sucks. So I hope Fields. I think Fields will have should have a big game. Will the Bears win? I don't know. I think they have a fighting chance at home Monday night. Vikings choke. I think it'll probably be a pretty. High, it, it'll probably be another high scoring game. Honestly, kind of like the Packers game. I think there'll be a ton of points scored. Uh, honestly, I'm probably most excited to watch Jalen Johnson again. I think he's been balling. I think he did a great job versus D. Adams. I I want to see him match up against uh Jefferson. I want to see him follow him all night. But we'll see if it actually happens. But uh, yeah. I mean, how how do you guys feel about this? It just it's it's another game for me. It's another game closer to the end of the season, really, for me. Um, I'm fully invested in who will be the Bears' next coach. So, I don't know. There's not much to do this besides Fields staying healthy.
0: I'm excited for it just for the fact that, you know, Bears on Monday Night Football. Oh, it'll be on. I won't be asleep through it. It'll be great. Uh, but... I'm, I'm exactly with you, Luke. Like, what's, it, what's there to really get out of it other than a, a, another week closer to the end of the season and another week closer to Matt Nagy's inevitable firing? We need to remind Kirk Cousins that uh, we are not on prime time because of him. Prime time because <laughs> of us. So, uh,
2: I, you know, that would be that would be awesome if we beat these guys and, and diminish their playoff chances.
0: Only thing is, I would like to see the Bears not be included in that in-the-hunt graphic at 4-9. and nine. It's just kind of aggravating. Uh, it's, very, it's very aggravating. Like, come on. like, Yeah, I guess I get it. They were mathematically still in it. You know who else was still in it? The Lions before last week's win was mathematically still in the playoff hunt, but they're not a playoff team, and neither are we. So get us out of that graphic, please. That's not true. We are a playoff team. No that's the that's hell we're not.
1: not. We got a playoff quarterback. I
0: watched last season, dude. All right, you're right. Last we were a playoff team in 2020, so I guess we're still, you know. <laughs> well, How are
2: we feeling? What, what's the prediction? I would like to see the over, I would under- like to see
1: us kick the shit out of the Vikings, but uh, my fantasy team has other ideas, so um we're so out of it. Let's just let Dalvin Cook run ape shit on us, and then uh, shut down the passing game and blow Kirk Cousins out the water. Blow Kirk. I want to see an Eddie Jackson pick six, like like really dead. Honestly, it's COVID, dude. See. Whatever. COVID.
0: God damn it. He's fine.
1: Yeah.
0: Everybody
2: fucking 19. COVID. It's with nineteen.
0: Omicron <laughs> is not real.
1: Stop it, pod guy Fugaz. <laughs> Hoaxman 19. <laughs> oh my god! You know, I didn't know I, we had I, I a, a literally... special appearance from uh, our friend Austin. <laughs> <in> the...
2: <laughs> I know. I I was literally just thinking that a a pick or a pick six would be awesome. How about a Roquan pick six? All right. I, I want to see him win depot, and I want to see not deep boy, I want to see him become an all pro, and I want to see Robert Quinn break the all-time sack record that'd be awesome Robert Quinn breaking Richard Dent's record after everyone told him he sucks yes sign me up what is it 18 17 and a half 17 and a half I think. I think he's three and a half sacks away I thought he had 14 four right, now.
1: right yeah, he can, now no he, he, he can definitely four. do
2: it you're right I think you're right I don't know if he needs three or three and a half but he's he's close to them. him reach it's 17 and a half is the record. Yeah. And I think you're right. He's at 14. He currently like doesn't has even. I feel like I don't even see him 14. out there a lot yep. of the time on, on defense. But, uh, I, dude, he's yeah, that, been that would playing be awesome.
1: outside of his outside of the sacks, man. He's been playing great. I mean, he's made some excellent uh, tackles for loss. He's, he's caught some guys. Slipping on the edge, he's, he's like big, and using those big arms and sweeping people's legs and, and not letting them get outside. Robert Quinn's having a fucking great year, so I want everybody to yeah. apologize to Matt Nagy, a- Jesus, to Ryan Pace, and stop I telling me that it. $70 million was a waste of money. You can keep beating up on him on Jimmy Graham, because that is just, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're paying would, him millions of dollars guys, per snap now.
2: Would you guys trade Robert Quinn after the season? Yes. They have a team offered you a second,
1: yes, no team will offer a second. But yeah, that's fine. Your hypotheticals are You'd crazy, do it. Lucas. Yeah, but your hypotheticals are crazy, dude. I, I think that's realistic, dude. The guy is third no in way. the league in sex. Show I me another. Show me another thirty, two. thirty plus year old what that got the in for six. a. That got traded for a second round pick. If he was 27, 28, yeah, maybe. But he's like 30, 31 years old. What is Von he Miller looks terrible, too. Look,
0: we got to trust uh, the old man. He's watched a lot more he's younger. than we have. He's still way younger. He was watching NFL true. when, when, true when true Mike right Ditka now. was drafted. Krogman can tell you where he was when Ditka was drafted.
1: Uh was a glimmer in my father's eye.
0: <laughs> Come on. <laughs>
1: oh. I'm back. What did Von Miller get traded for? I mean, I think it was a second, but he's also extremely younger.
2: He got traded for a second and a third pick.
1: Von al- it's also, we're, younger, talk- we're also talking about Von Miller, dude, who's been a multiple-time All-Pro. Okay,
0: he... And a Super He's Bowl thirty-two.
1: MVP. But Robert Quinn has a pretty right?
0: damn good track record. Not like, okay. Yeah, Outside was, of last year's I, bum he was, year, he was fine. I, I, think, I think
2: you could trade Robert Quinn to a contending team. A contending team for a late second
1: round pick. Von Miller I mean, went for a second and a third. I think you could the, get a second. They are the same age. And Miller has 14 more sacks in his career than Quinn does. Hmm. I still don't think it's possible. Quinn's got injury histories. It's, Plus, the Rams are nuts, dude. Okay. That's, well, I'm just saying, that's for a team who's going
2: all in, dude, you can you can leverage that a little bit. I even if you don't get a second, would you take a third? I would. I would take a third yes. for Robert Quinn. I would take yeah. I think that by the time the Bears are good he's not gonna be of any use to the team. So you take, you know, his contract, his incentives, the whole nine yards. If he is Robert Quinn could very well be second team all pro this year. It's a bigger contract, it's more money for him. Uh no, I, I definitely think you could leverage that after the season, depending on who comes in as GM and I don't think that's that far out in the woods to say that. I know you, I know you don't like my hypotheticals, but I don't think that's that far fetched.
1: I'd be surprised. I'd be, I for an for an. I think the timing of the Miller trade plus who did it, kind of inflated that value. Plus, Von Miller right, is a different a different player uh, than Robert Quinn is. Um, as far as like, I mean, numbers are numbers, but like, I, would say I doubt Robert, Robert, Robert better this year. Robert Quinn.
2: Yeah. Right at I mean, this moment, I would tell you Robert Quinn's better. He's having a better season. You're not he is having a better season. He's not gonna say he's better it's than all about, it's all about when you trade him. I just I think so the Bears have looked at things in recent years like yes, we can compete for a Super Bowl now, which is completely fucking asinine. But if you are rebuilding, I think it makes sense to try and move him and if you can get a third. I think that's a reasonable deal.
1: I think that's I think that's that much more palpable, especially in the off season. I mean, you got to think about like some of the guys that are that have been traded for like fifth and sixth rounders, you know, just to move off. Of, and plus, you're talking about t- t- like where's the money going? Are we taking the money, or is the new team taking the money? Because we have cap fucking issues galore, and if we we're going to just eat dead money on a trade, that's that's another potential issue that. You know, kind of throws a, a monkey wrench into what you can get for him. It could it could lower the value. Yeah. It's, it's definitely an interesting topic. Um, but this is Madden talk. So just, Nobody's going to do this shit.
2: Well, I, just, I don't think the Bears will even think about trading him just because that's what they've historically done and hold on to players for too long. But I just I don't think it's completely that far fetched to think, hey, they should maybe trade this guy after this great season, but. <laughs> All things aside, Vikings six and a half point favorites at Chicago this week. I think the over-under is at 44 and a half. I for one think that is an over. I think Fields will have a great game this week because the Vikings defense is terrible. Um, I mean, how do you guys feel about this? Do you think the Bears can cover six point spread? Do you think the game goes over? Forty-four and a half. Joe,
0: Mr. Yeah. Negativity. I think the, I'll, I'll go with you. the The game goes over. I will. I'll I'll go with you that the Bears cover, but son of a biscuit, I think I'm gonna have to take a a Bears L again. Probably somewhere in the neighborhood of thirty, thirty five, thirty three, thirty six, somewhere in that neighborhood. That's kind of the way I would uh, venture. Unfortunately, you think the Bears
2: will score thirty again. You think they'll score thirty again?
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I the offense kind of. You know, it's got this weird looseness to it, but it's also got this, like, disarray at the same time. Like, a part of it's like, oh, the offense is really loose and wide open. You saw that Jakeem, Jakeem Grant was sweet, uh, and then there was a second kind of gadgety play that got him in the end zone. Oh, gosh, what was it? Um, but, but then you had I, – I think he shows spurts of, like, oh, big playability. But he, he – you I mean – and not consistency over time. I don't know. Uh, I think I think it'll be a big Mooney game. Chris, don't you, you know, I I hope they fucking don't let Allen Robinson into the building after his piss poor. Uh, did we already get into that on this show? Not 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 no. this episode. Have we been into into that uh, his blocking? Uh, his effort. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Go ahead, Chris. Over cover it. Off. We're over
2: it. All right. Uh, I don't and like Allen Robinson. No, and, and you know what really sucks Robinson. about it is because the Bears didn't trade him at the trade deadline. With all the free agents they have and as many people as you think they'll bring in, they'll probably cancel, cancel out whatever Robinson gets at free agency. So I don't think the Bears are going to see a comp picker, let alone a high one for him. So unfortunate situation again of just holding players too long for no reason
1: Bastards. uh do i think <clears throat> let's see here this is at home right this is the home one it's At home soldier field six and a half that's fucking ridiculous we can cover that uh, it's definitely a winnable game too. The Vikings are such a shit show. They're 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 so I think a like I saw a Vikings fan put it like this this week. The Vikings are like the one team in the NFL that could probably beat any team in the NFL, but lose to any team in the NFL. Uh, they they
2: totally like, play down to their opponents.
1: Yeah, and so I I think they can the Bears can completely win this game. I mean, they have. I, I'm interested to see Tevin Jenkins. You know, to see and and him and Borum continue to develop. Uh, I want to see Mooney and Fields continue to connect. I hope that we do see more um, of him. The unfortunate thing is we're not going to probably see a lot of, you know, the stretch zone and, and, you know, running the fucking football. I should probably pull David Montgomery out of all fantasy league right now, but I'm not going to because I can't. But, man, I know Nagy's just going to be in shotgun and, and running bullshit all game long so uh we're probably gonna lose considerably but is it a totally winnable game absolutely i think six and a half is ridiculous though
2: do you guys feel in the back of your mind that you want the bears to lose to have basically that second round pick turn into a first round pick with i don't know say the bears only win five games this year that second round pick will probably be top five do you hopefully do you in the back of your mind, you know, want them to kind of lose these games and coast to the draft with that nice second round pick, or do you want to see them win every game?
0: I, you know, I always go into every game hoping to win, but like at this point, the expectations and the apathy—you know—I'm at a point of apathy. So winning and losing, whatever, like, what's the what's the big deal at this point?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of with you, Joe. The the point of apathy. Like I I I as well would like to see us win every game, but good god, man. It's just it's so depressing. Week in and week out. Um, yeah. But it's totally a, I'm with it's, you it's guys. Totally it's a winnable game.
2: No, it is a winnable game. Um and if they win it might be the last one they see this season. Who knows. Uh Forty-four and a half. I yeah, I don't know. I don't think this is going to be the typical Bears Vikings game where neither team can really move the box. Both defenses, I think, have fallen off a little bit. Um, I think the Bears break their snide this week. I think they're going to win this one. Uh, I'm saying the Bears win this game, twenty-eight to twenty-four, at home. I, I just I think Fields is going to play really well versus defense. I think it's going to be another night like where we. I like think we had versus Pittsburgh, um, but uh, I think ultimately the Bears will make one more big play and, and end up winning. Slightly going over the spread,
1: twenty-eight twenty-four. Yeah, spreads forty-four. Man, it seems like an easy over. I feel like I am missing something. I just looked at the weather; it's supposed to rain Friday, Saturday in Chicago supposed to be kind of cold but not really that cold like 30 35 36ish so
0: so we're not looking yeah. at a blizzard
1: right <laughs> but it could be wet it, the field i mean the ground could be wet so i don't know man i don't know if we're going to see a, a big a big scoring game it could be one of those 16 13 games again like we saw most of the season i, I but, just think both the defenses are a lot worse than people think so.
0: The Bears' yeah. defense is soft as shit.
1: I wonder who's gonna like is what's the Vikings' COVID situation look like? Hopefully, that's all the have funny it. thing, man. Is Kirk Cousins hasn't got it yet, and he was one of the biggest like plexiglass talking fools in the freaking preseason, dude. That shit was so funny. Oh, we're plexiglass around. <laughs> oh, what a jackass.
0: All right. Right now, the Vikings have uh, this as a uh. All right, that that's this is one day ago. Uh, da, 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 da. they're without four coaches, twelve players. So I mean, they're doing just as bad as we are. Senior defensive assistant Paul Gunther and street and three strength coaches are away from the team. Wait, all right, wait till I sneak in that locker room. Alexander Madison, DD Westbrook, Daniil Hunter, all out. Madison, mid. All guys I don't care about, dude. Just wait till I give it. I'm going to
2: put in Dalvin Cook's drink, Let's
0: see. The Elixir. Give me, give me a list. <laughs> they have the lowest vaccination rate uh, in, in, in the NFL. Of course they do bunch of Neanderthals. (laughs) All right, Joe, can you uh, can you
2: serenade us with your beautiful voice in a rendition of Bear Down Chicago Bears?
0: Oh, God, is the team even worthy? Bear Down Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear Down Chicago Bears put up a fight with the might so fearlessly we'll never forget the way you thrilled the nation with your T-formation bear down Chicago Bears let him know Oh. oh my god you're the pride and joy of Illinois Chicago Bears bear down
2: B-E-A-R-S.